the Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. I'm in a new series called Get Your Head in the Clouds. Get Your Head in the Clouds. It's kind of a part two to something I did last September. I was talking about exiles and living in captivity. I went to the Old Testament. I was looking at Daniel and Jeremiah and how the people of Israel were caught in a place called Babylon, right? And they were in exile there. They were in captivity there. And I likened it to us living in exile and captivity, watch this, here on earth, that this is not our home. Just like the Israelites in the Old Testament were stuck in this land called Babylon, right? And they're under an oppressive rule. I realized, you know, as Christians, that's a picture for us. This is not our home. This is not where we belong. So the second part of that is then where do we belong, right? So that's this series. Get your head in the clouds and having a heavenly mindset. That's our home. And so this series, which quite honestly has no end in sight because there is so much to talk about in regards to heaven, Thessalonians, Romans, even into the book of Revelation, we're going to go all the way forward, okay? But I can see no end in sight. And so, well, plus heaven's eternal. So this series just might be eternal. I don't know. Probably not though. Probably not. But, but I wanted to let you know that that's a new series that we're doing and, and I'm really excited to start it today. We're starting this today. So here's how I, here's how I want to start this. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever sat with what I what I, I call them seekers? You ever sat with a seeker, someone who is who is thinking, who is searching, who is looking for truth? Right? They're they're like, well, this is life, but what is really life? And what's happening is they're having what's called an existential crisis. I know that's like a four-syllable word, existential, right? Okay, it's a big word, and it's like, what? Here's existentialism. This is existentialism. It's it's a philosophical thinking about the meaning of life. What what is life? And is there more to life? Is there life after death? Is there why am I here? How how did this all happen? There's a lot of people who are thinking about this stuff. In fact, I did another series called Spiritual But Not Religious. There's a bunch of people out there who are very spiritual, and what's happening is they're thinking existentially. What is this life all about? They've got questions. And I'll tell you what, a lot of those conversations are amazing that I have with seekers. They're amazing. Oh, you're a pastor? Well, and out comes the questions. And i got to tell you, most of the conversations I have are wonderful but occasionally they're not so wonderful, right? It's like, you know what? I'm gonna have to get back to you on that because I honestly don't have an answer for that. That's a great question. And I'm not talking about the questions like, can God make a rock so big you can't pick it up? You know, like, really? Listen, I'm talking about like deep questions about death. And I go, you know what? There's a lot that the Bible has to say about that because that's what they want to know. What are your thoughts on that, right? Well, one of the questions that I hear most when I'm having these seeker conversations, it's this question. Are you sure there's only one way to heaven? I I cannot tell you how often that question comes up. Listen to me, on an airplane, I, I mean, once, once the conversation, oh, we're having a great conversation, blah, blah, back and forth, oh, kids and grandkids or whatever, right? And all of a sudden, oh, you're a pastor? Then the questions start rolling differently. But this one question, is there more than one way to heaven? 
It comes up quite often because they're thinking, you know, if there's this God who is so big, who can make this huge universe, why would he limit the access to himself by one door? If God is so big, why would he limit himself? And I, quite honestly, I've heard churchgoers say it. Yeah, I, I believe in all the Christian stuff. I just don't believe there's only one way. Oh, okay. All right. I have found that most people who believe in multiple paths to heaven also believe in something else. And so today I want to talk about that something else. I want to explore how we got away from the belief that there is only one path to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. The primary idea that supports the many paths to heaven philosophy is this. Good people go to heaven. That's, that's the number one thing I hear. Well, good people are going to go to heaven. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. And it's not just Christians that go to heaven, but good people. Good Jewish people, good Catholic people, good Buddhist people. And, and, and there's not a, a need to align yourself to a specific religious group. Just be good. But then the question is, and this is what I want to tackle today, how good is good enough? How good do I got to be? And that's what I want to look at this morning. Because if or since there are many roads to heaven, the common denominator isn't a belief system or who their God is or how they pray or how they worship. The common denominator is good people. That's, you just got to be good people to get into heaven. God's just going to gather all the good and they're going to get going. That's the way it works. But if I were to ask, and I have asked this question often, so why is God going to let you into heaven? I'm going to let that sit in your mind for a minute. Think about the answer to that question. Why is God going to let you into heaven? The answer might be, well, because I believe in God. I, I believe in Jesus, right? And then many people will add this next phrase. And, and I do my best to be a good person. I, I've never hurt anybody. I mean, nobody's perfect. Like, we really need to add that last caveat, right? Oh, I've met several perfect people, right? No, that's easy. We all know nobody's perfect. But the conversation begins to roll. And, and they begin to say things like, well, I'll, you know, whatever the qualifications are, I'm sure I'm at least average, I mean, I'm, there's probably better people than me, and there's probably worse people than me, but I'm a good person. You know, you know why you and I like that way of thinking, the good people go to heaven thinking? Because we're good, right? I, are there any bad people here this morning? No, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You're a good person. She's a good person. He's a good person, right? I've never heard anybody say, oh, you know, heaven is real, good people are going there, I'm just not one of them. Everybody, everybody, no, I'm a good person. In fact, Time Magazine, several years ago, did a survey, did this huge statistical survey about what people believe. Almost 90% of Americans believe there is a heaven, and 87% of Americans believe they're going there. You know why? Because Americans are good people. It's pretty simple. I mean, do the math. I want to put up four things on the screen this morning as to why so many people believe that good people go to heaven. Here's the first one. If you've got your, you got your app out there, here's the first one. Why don't you fill this in? Because it's a fair system. Isn't that fair? 
Good people go to heaven. Good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. That's what's called fair. And that's what happened in the Bible. I mean, I watch it happen. Good to good, bad to bad. That's the way it works, right? Here's the second piece. I'm going to roll through these four pretty quick because it motivates us to do good. It motivates us. If good people go to heaven, well, then I need to be good, right? If good people are going to heaven and bad people aren't, we've got to stockpile up on some good things. It, it keeps people striving toward the good. Here's the third thing. Because it's consistent with the idea of a good God. Right? Good people that go to heaven, that's consistent with a good God. If there's a good God who lives in a good heaven, there ought to be good people there then, right? And here's the fourth one that I think is most important because I'm going to make the cut. <laughs> this is why we love this idea. Good people go to heaven because, well, I'm going because I'm one of the good ones, right? We've established the fact everybody thinks they're good. Everybody believes they're good. Good people go to heaven means I'm getting in. There are probably dozens of other reasons why good people go to heaven, this philosophy is so easy to buy into. Quite honestly, because it makes, it's just common sense. Should I pause and see if we can get the lights back on? Like, or should I just keep going? I don't know. You know I'll just keep going, right? It's a, it's a lighting thing. We're cutting back on energy source. Okay. <laughs> Our carbon footprint, you know, okay. All right. I think the reason that the good people go to heaven makes so much sense is that few people have ever really explored the thought. Just, I, I want us to stop and think about it this morning. Good people go to heaven. Just think about it for a moment, right? I want to look at some of the major problems with believing that good people go to heaven. I want us to see, quite honestly, there are a lot, a lot more problems with believing, listen to me, with believing that good people go to heaven than there are with believing just Christians go to heaven. There's a lot of conflict on that side. I'm going to bring up some of that this morning. And I think the biggest problem is this way of thinking. There's no clear standard. That's your next blank. There's no standard. Right? Well, if good people go to heaven, what's the standard of good? Define good for me. What does it mean to be good? See, because, and I got to say, this is a big, big, big problem. What's the standard? Because if good people go to heaven, here's my question. How good is good enough? How, how good? Good people go to heaven. How good of people? Right? Is it a scale thing? How does it work? I mean, nobody really knows. God, watch this, whoever he or she or it is, has got some sort of a standard. Whoever this is that's going to say, okay, you're good, you're in. They owe it to us to give us some sort of an idea of what good is. I mean, am I right? I mean, if you're going to tell me that good gets in, then I need to know what good is. So, and, and also, where are you going to store that information? I need to know where that good is. And that's when the Americans will whip out their Bibles. Oh, love your neighbor, love God, be kind to each other. Right? That, that's, that's the standard then. Because this is a good book from a good God who lives in a good heaven for good people. And that's good enough for me. Great. See, love God, love your neighbor, right? I got it. Be kind. 
Now, please listen to me very carefully to what I'm about to say. Because for some of you, I'm about to burst your bubble. <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean that and, and in the gentlest possible way. But there are Christians who believe this. People who believe, I believe in Jesus, I believe in God, I just don't believe in the one door to heaven. I, I, I just can't believe that that's true. And here's why. Because if this is our goal, if this is the goal, I want you to know this, we will never be this good. That's a problem. The people, if the people that do all of this are the ones that make it into heaven, there's going to be a vacancy sign at the, at the gate of heaven for a long, long, nobody's getting in. If, if what we got to do is do this, we're all in trouble. Now, let me share what the Bible has to say about all this. Open your Bibles. Come with me to the book of Romans. Come on. You got, your, you got it on your phone. I don't know where you got it, but I, I want you to get it. Maybe it's on your tablet. Come over to the book of Romans. Watch this. Romans chapter 3 is where I'm going to start. We're going to look at several of the problem verses with this good people go to heaven issue. And if we're going to use the Bible to back up that thinking, good people go to heaven. That's what's in the Bible. I, I want to I look at that. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 says this. I'm going to start in verse 10. No one is righteous. Quote, good. Not even one. No one's truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. No matter how much we try to be, to be good, at the end of the day, after all we have done, the Bible says there are no good people. I'm like, okay, wait now. Now drop down just a little bit to verse 20. Check this out, verse 20. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Now don't miss this because we're not made right by righteousness or by obeying the Ten Commandments. That's how we become conscious of sin. We're told that these standards, the law, makes us go, ugh, I am really not measuring up to that. In fact, at one point here in the New Testament, James says, don't look in the mirror. Nobody does. Nobody looks in the mirror and goes, huh, I'm perfect just the way I am. Here's what he says. Everybody looks in the mirror and goes, oh, I got to correct that. Well, how long have I been in my teeth? Right? We look in the mirror, we discover the bat in the cave. And you got, oh man, I got to, what the heck going on, right? right? We, we look in the mirror and we make corrections. And then he says this. So that's what happens when you look in the word. You go, oh man, my life doesn't measure up. Let's keep going a little further. Check this out, verse 23. I just closed it. Romans chapter three, verse 23. I'm still in the same, same book, same chapter, right? Romans chapter three, verse 23. This is the third verse. For everyone has sinned. We have all fallen short of God's, catch this, glorious standard. This is the standard. It's not even here's us. It's <laughs> way, way down. There's us. If that's God's standard, there's us. Everyone here means everybody. It's just so you, in case you were curious about how that gets translated into Greek, right? Everyone means everyone, right? We've all tried and nobody makes it. 
And as much as we might like to think that Christianity is then unjust and unfair to say, well, you have to believe in Jesus. Wait a minute. That's not fair, right? You know, the good people go to heaven system is even crazier. Just imagine this for a moment. First day of class, you walk into class, you sit down, students, you're listening to this, right? Students, listen. You sit down in class, teacher gets up in front of the class and says, okay, students, this class is pass or fail. Okay, we're going to have one test at the end of the semester, and it's pass or fail. Everybody's like, cool. See you guys at the end of the semester. Wait, what's the test on? You'll find out. Wait, what do you mean? Do we have to read something? If you want. Uh, Can I talk to somebody who took the test before? Nope. Well, what's on the test? You'll see at the end of the semester. Pass or fail. Bye-bye. See you at the end of the semester. And the teacher walks out. How many of you would take a job? Sitting with the CEO, sitting with the owner, sitting with the manager. You're sitting there and you go, oh, I really need this job. I want this job. Okay, great. Terrific. Listen, in three months, we're going to have a review, job review, and we're going to, whether we're going to keep you or fire you. Okay, so what's the job description? Can't tell you. What am I going to be doing? You'll see. When do I find out? Don't know. Who, who would take that kind of a job? Who, who signs up? This, this is the good people go to heaven system here. Let's sign up for a race. We sign up for the race. This is the foolish part. We sign up for the race. We show up at the starting line. On your mark. Hey, how far are we running? Get set. What's the route? Go. And everybody just kind of... Like, like a herd of cats. He's <laughs> like, where's every, should I follow him? Should I follow, where do I go in the race? There's no path. There's no, dis- uh, listen, I'm convinced, by the way, I'm convinced this is what happened with marathoners, right? Oh, they ran 26 miles, make them go a little further. Point two. 26.2, what, why? It was 26 was good enough for me. I'm a, why the point two? There's probably some reason I, I don't know, but then again, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, wow, 26.2. And somebody decided, we're going to have a race. Oh, great. How long is it going to be? Uh, 25. No, nope, make it 26. No, nope, make it 26.2. You see how weird that is? It's like, wait a minute. wait. And so I ask, if good people go to heaven... What's the route? How do I get there? How long is the route? What's on the test? What is my job description? Tell me what I'm going to be doing. Don't know, don't know, don't know. Now, as much as we might like to think that, see, the biggest problem with the good people go to heaven strategy, here's my personal biggest problem is, it makes a liar out of Jesus. (laughs) That's my issue. Because not only did Jesus not, listen to me, not only did Jesus not teach good people go to heaven, he actually, get ready for this one, hold on, strap in, buckle up, right? He taught the opposite. That's a tough one for me. Jesus taught the opposite. Jesus taught bad people go to heaven, not good people. 
I want you to see this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Watch this. I'm going to show it to you. Here it is. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Jesus said this. Check it out. So you see it with your own words, right? Jesus said, you see all those holy, good people over there? See them all? Well, unless your goodness exceeds theirs, you're not going to heaven. Wait, what? Yeah, but, but they're the goodest people I know. I mean, nobody's gooder than them. Yeah, but you've got to be even gooder than them. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on a minute. And quite honestly, that's where I give up. Even before I begin the race, I'm like, I am out. You guys can run around. I, do, I have no, and listen, if we're talking 26.2, I am really out. I don't have time enough, listen, to be that good. It's not in me. Man, and, and I've shared this from this pulpit before. I can get my hands and my mouth and my feet to kind of do the right thing. But my problem is that I'm not weighed on my hands, my feet, and my mouth. I'm weighed on what's going on in here and what's happening in here. And I could say all the right things. Hi, good morning, you jerk. With a smile on my face, I can cuss you out. Anybody want to join my sad train? I, I mean, it's, it's pathetic. There are times I'm like, where are these thoughts coming from? I want to kill someone on the freeway. Anybody do that? I'm like, I'm a pastor. It freaks me out sometimes. But see, I know that's what God's asking about. He's going, hey, 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 I know your thoughts. I'm weighing the heart. I'm weighing the intentions. I'm weighing, watch this, and nobody can, not anyone in this room can weigh my motives, but God knows why I do what I do. I might be nice to you, but just so that you'll do something. I'm, I'm actually manipulating you. I'm being nice to you so you'll do something for me. Anybody want to admit to that? rest of you are liars. Okay. <laughs> but see, Jesus walked up to the unholy, to the unrighteous, and you know what he told him? You're forgiven and you're forgiven. Uh, but I didn't do anything. That's okay. You're forgiven. But I haven't been to church in months. I know you're still forgiven. And you, you're forgiven. And she, she's forgiven. And her and him, he's forgiven. And them, they're forgiven. Wait, what? I, wait, what? Jesus taught that the best of the best weren't making it. Watch this. And that the worst of the worst were getting forgiven. Wait, what? Hold on. So all, all the church attendance, all the Bible memorization, teaching Sunday school classes, serving at the soup kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. Listen to me. That's the good people go to heaven route. Ugh. So then why am I doing it? Good question. That's the part that God is weighing. Why are you doing it? I gotta get to the place where I go, I'm doing it because it's needed. Because these people are without and I can help them to be with. 
because the entire world knows everything that we're against as the church. And it's time that the world understands the things that we are for. Our community, the marginalized, the poor, those who are without. Let's be with them. Isn't that what Jesus did? Right? We celebrated at Christmas time, Emmanuel, God, with us. Isn't that what he's asking? I just need you to be with them in their mourning, in their sorrow, in their trials. I need you to be with someone. I ain't got time for that. Okay. Listen, you're not judged. Listen to me. At the gates. There's the pearly gates. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks. We're, we deal with heaven. Wait till you hear about, oh man. Oh, it's so awesome. Wait till you hear about the gates. There's two huge gates that are made from a single pearl. That's a big gate. Imagine the oyster that was in. Okay. And when we get to the gate, he's not going to go, how much did you do? We're going to weigh out your good. We're going to weigh out your bad and see how the scales tip. It's not about what we do. It's not about what we don't do. It's about what we believe. It's about what we understand. Wait, wait, has, have I been forgiven? See, Jesus didn't teach that good people go to heaven. Jesus taught forgiven people go to heaven. Here's what Rabbi, Rabbi Zacharias says. Jesus doesn't offer to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. And for some, watch this now. I'm going I'm to I'm tiptoe into this one, okay? Nice and gentle. Everybody ready? Here I go. Everybody with me? Some of you have already thrown this one off the screen just based on who said it. Watch this now. Watch, watch, watch. For those of you who don't know who this man is, this is this man, I'm telling you, this guy, talk about profound. This man is amazing. This man knows the word of God like nobody I have ever heard. I mean, quite honestly, this, opinion, opinion. Here I go, opinion. Billy Graham, Ravi Zacharias. I mean, this guy thumbs through, bam, bam. He knows theology. He knows what he believes. All of a sudden, this guy's amazing. And then he finished poorly. He died last year, year before. But before he died, huge, incredible scandal, sex scandal. <gasps> Massage parlors keeping secret lovers in apartments. It, it, oh, you guys, oh. See, now watch this. Some of you know that about this guy and automatically went, nope, he doesn't get to be up here. He's disqualified based on what? Actions. And here's, here's where I struggle. I don't know about you. Here's where I struggle. He gets forgiven? Whoa, 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 whoa. But he totally messed up. Oh, that's when we got to take the mirror. He gets forgiven, but he totally messed up. I want you to know, I almost didn't put that quote up because he's the one who said it. And I thought, oh, people are just going to get all bent out of shape. And I go, hmm, those are probably the good people go to heaven people. 
They're going to get bent out of shape because I put a quote up by a guy who totally blew it. See, my brokenness does not invalidate if truth is coming out of me. Truth is truth is truth is truth. The devil spoke truth. King of lies speaks truth. There are times he uses it and he just, he speaks the truth and then in the last bit he goes, twist. This is truth and this is the lie. That's what makes Christianity so different from anything and everything else we're ever going to explore. So let me summarize this this teaching in three statements. Here they are. Are you ready? And these are fill-ins, so just get ready. What, What could be more fair and more just than this? Ready? Here's the first one. Everybody is welcome. This is what the Bible teaches. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's number one. Here's number two. Everybody gets in the same way. Catch that? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus speaking. And lastly, everybody can meet the requirements. (laughs) Everybody meets the requirements. This is how God loved the world. He gave his only son so that everyone who really tries hard and keeps the Ten Commandments and stockpiles up good works and does good things and treats their neighbor nice and is kind. No, 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 that's not what it says. It says everyone who believes in Jesus will not perish but have eternal life. Beloved, everybody's welcome. Everybody gets in the same way. And everybody can meet, can meet the requirement. And that's tough. Can you think of anything more fair, more clear, more just than that? 